Danny, break it down. Champions tournament, what's happening? Fill us in. Dude, you just did, on the count-in, you did the, you know the Wayne's World? In five, four, <laughs> right? And then they pitch it to you. <laughs> uh, you remember that part of Wayne's World? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's one of my one of my favorite things. You did the, you were like, all right, Danny, you ready to go live? This is the back behind the scenes stuff that I think, I think fans of James Montemagno want. They want to appreciate even more about you and your sense of humor. And so Mots goes, all right, Danny, we're going live in three. And then I went, James? And then suddenly he was live. So uh, the Champions Tournament, we're talking about the candidates, the candidates for those well, who speak did, French. Did I did I mess it all up, literally? Did, did the introduction go terribly wrong because I said champions? Okay, no, so. the introduction went perfectly because you oh, okay. messed it up. Okay, that's oh, exactly what we want is for you to mess things up. How do you think we came up with Carl Magnuson? Did I just By blunder? Did I, did, did I blunder the entire opening already? Right? Yeah, you did already I, blundered did I, the opening. Did I make the name you're of da- our you're podcast down exact? You're down a pawn, and there's a piece on the edge of the board as you head into the middle game of this podcast. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. my God. <laughs> so, but here's the funny thing about the about the Champions Tournament, as Motsi calls it, or the candidates. We'll provide a link for you in the show notes for those who are really into the X's and O's. But it's it's both unfortunate and unfortunate that the kind of the rant I went on at the end of last uh, the last podcast where I talked about some of the politics and how a guy like Kromnik, who... Uh, you know, is a former world champion, but really got in as the wild card, uh, you know, due to some politics and due to certain sponsors. But I, but remember what I said, I said, despite that, I actually am predicting him. I picked him to win. Yeah, you did. And I and guess so. And guess who's two and a half out of three leading the tournament. I'm assuming Kromnik, your main, your main man. My I mean, yeah, I mean, I, uh, I mean, I'm a, I'm a big Vlad fan, uh, his name is Big Vlad, so I'm I'm a I'm a big big Va- big Vlad fan. Um, but uh, no, he's he had he's had the game of the tournament so far too. I have to link everybody to this uh, video as well by Grandmaster Robert Hess, who reviewed uh, a game that was an instant classic, as we literally dubbed it. Kromnik used a novelty. Uh, that he said he had prepared almost two and a half years ago and still hadn't had a chance to use it, which I think a lot of people who don't understand, and most people, I mean, probably including myself, if I'm comparing myself to someone like Kromnik, it's not even fair. But I I have played chess at a at a fairly high level, um, obviously, you know, the, in the 1% of that category, even if someone like Kromnik is in the 0.1%. And I have had the experience of working really hard to prepare opening ideas that you don't get to use against the particular opponent or against uh, or in the tournament you prepared them for, right? So imagine you do all this work to present uh, a keynote speech and but you do more, Mots does more than just talk to that particular audience. He's preparing ideas and themes and patterns, right? And then you get there and you've been, you know, you've been plucked from the program, right? Your keynote was cut. Well, maybe there were some specifics about that particular audience you were facing that go away, but all the hard work you did and the effort you put into the position, and in some cases, the, you know, some really particular ideas were not a waste at all, right? And, um, and may resurface soon. And, and that is, that's probably the best example I can give you of what high level chess preparation really is. I think people sometimes think that when you're preparing an idea specifically for this guy, if you don't get it against that dude, that it was a waste. And nothing could be further from the truth. In fact, a lot of times really great novelties are played post world championship match because you prepared 50 novelties and used one or two of them if you were lucky. 
Yeah, um, that makes sense. So I mean, anyway, that was really cool. Yeah. So Kromnik is on a roll, and that's that's the update. Yeah, I honestly, it's funny that you're talking about giving a presentation because I gave a keynote presentation this morning, and my prep honestly was very probably very similar. I prepped all the different scenarios, and often what I'm prepping for is what can possibly go wrong. How is my opponent, right. aka conference Wi-Fi, going to tear me down today? Right. Uh, and what is my opening right. going to be? That 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 opening of the <laughs> Do first. Do I have my MiFi available? What's the backup for the MiFi? Is there you know who has a who has a hotspot? Right, etc. Yeah, and you and you have to. And who has the cords and the cables and what adapters? How many dongles do I need? All the dongles. That's that's what you need. And uh, it's really funny because that opening sequence of a presentation that I give is, I mean, that foreshadows a lot of the rest of the presentation. You got to come out strong. And now let me tell you, we saw Alexander Hamilton. And by Alexander Hamilton, I mean Hamilton, but the play. You, are you bringing this up? Just are you trying to? Are you trying to cause me pain? Are you, I mean, I know you love me deeply, so I have to give you the benefit of the doubt that that's not what you're trying to do. But you're reminding okay. me again that you've seen Hamilton. You know how I Twice. feel about this. Twice. Okay, so here's what happened. Twice. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so we we open up the song, and you open up the show. And, you know, A.Burr is, is sitting there and opening it up, uh-huh. unfolding it. A.Ham, not out yet. But there is a crucial right. point of this opening song in Alexander Hamilton, which is he comes out and he goes, what's your name, man? And he goes, mm-hmm. Alexander Hamilton. <laughs> you know, he goes. Um, mm-hmm. And that point is the very first words that come out of his mouth is it's not my name is Alexander Hamilton. He just says Alexander Hamilton. I'm pretty sure. Correct. Am I wrong? Right. And yep. no, he says, what's your name, name man? man? Alexander, Alexander Hamilton. Hamilton. My name is Alex. My name is. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. And he, they yeah, open it up. We to this one a lot. We open it up. And at that point, there is a dramatic pause in the play because everyone just freaks out because, oh my goodness, Alexander Hamilton. We didn't see it coming. And right. so I'm not sure if it was something with our Alexander Hamilton or if it was a mic issue. We're not sure. But when he came out, he just said, my name is Ender Hamilton. And we, everyone froze yeah. and no one knew like to clap or not clap. Right. And it was, it was a very weird opening. The rest of the, the why, show. Why did that happen? Was he, was it like one of those where you're at a concert and the guy like turns to the audience to complete the chorus or something? Or what, how did that happen? Was it a technical glitch? So we don't know. And and honestly, we came out afterwards and some of our friends that went with us, we go, well, I thought maybe he was reinterpreting the open. I go, you don't reinterpret saying the name Alexander Hamilton. And then we got an update from another friend who saw it earlier, um, the very first night, the opening night in Seattle. And they told us that they had a microphone issue because they were in the third row, those I don't know uh, how they got that. There was a microphone issue, not with Alexander Hamilton, but with one of the sisters. And they could hear her talk and sing because they were in the front row, but no one else could for like one second, which is pretty dramatic in a play where every single word matters. So we don't know what happened, but well, it was especially a play as anticipated as this one. They should be giving people their money back at this point. Yeah. But the rest was good. I will say. Uh, it's really interesting seeing it in Chicago where it's a permanent installation versus not a permanent installation. There were some things that were better, some things that weren't because right. it's different people. But our Thomas Jefferson knocked it out of the park. Just was 
TJ. 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 TJ brought in he, he so <laughs> so in Alex in Hamilton when uh, Thomas Jefferson comes home, he's coming home. And so Thomas Jefferson jumps out on stage and there's some stairs that he walks down, but he walks out and they go, they like introduce Thomas Jefferson, but he's like, he he's like, the crowd didn't get excited enough. So he like brought the crowd and was like energizing the crowd, like pumped up the crowd and like kind of delays them. I don't know how they timed the music with it, but everyone just got up and he was just jumping. I don't know. It was very good. Um, Kind of crushed it, but I will say that our awesome. our a dot ham and our a dot burr were better in Chicago, but all still good. And we won't talk we won't talk too much of it. But when we we're talking about openings, I could not talk about the Alexander Hamilton opening. So, well, I'm glad you I'm glad you clarified. I mean, at first I was on the edge of my seat if they were unnecessarily adding a remix to the greatest, you know, the greatest thing. So don't don't mess with Alexander Hamilton. But I'm I'm glad to hear that it was a tech glitch because it's like someone ordering it uh, like a cheat price like that right you're like yep. what, what is you? happening um well did you see the remix of but, uh, uh weird al yankovic he came out with what did uh, he do the he has a new album a hamilton remix it's called the hamilton polka have you not seen this <laughs> the hamilton what the the hamilton polka polka okay your mic legitimately cut out there because it was a little just so everyone knows, Mike uh, Matsi is holding a mic up to his face from a Bally's, probably some Bally's like super sweet where Kobe Bryant stayed. You know how Microsoft treats not, their high rollers, but uh, in not. case, just I'm saying that for the fans because they love your voice, and right now you're you're popping at times, you're popping potato ponies, but it's we love you. So polka polka was popped, um, but. Uh, it adds to the authenticity of our of our podcast when we've got when we when we when we deal with Danny Danny recording from five a.m. while his kids sleep in a Disney hotel and and Motsi in a Bally's after after giving a keynote. But exactly, uh, I do want I do want to say one other thing about this um, this Hamilton deal. Uh, the so they did this whole ham for ham thing, right? What's that? Uh, well, ham did you for follow ham? That on Twitter? No, no. Ham for ham. No, did didn't you go have no ham idea. for him? You didn't go even, ham for him. Okay. I'm, I'm never going so ham. It, you could go ham for him. I, I can went, make you go ham for him. Come on, we could go ham together. Okay, I'm in. You don't like ham? Like I, what I don't, about, ham with mustard works. I don't turkey, like ham. I don't like ham with mayo. Um, no ham. I'm ham against ham. Work Anti-ham. Anti-ham. You're I don't like ham. ham. Okay. Never liked him. Never liked pork. Never oh. liked pork. Not a big fan. Poultry. Oh, I'm in. I'm into poultry. So, all right, yeah, ham for ham. So this ham for ham thing they did on Twitter, there are still every once in a while people do a new one, which is basically some, they did it for charity. I think it was to help raise money for Puerto Rico. Obviously, Lin-Manuel Miranda's from Puerto Rico, and there's a, uh, there's a lot of, you know, he, he, he was involved in a whole lot of efforts to raise money after uh, the different disasters that, that, that struck the island. Um, but... The ham for ham was one that really went viral where people would basically record themselves like doing their own version or remix of Hamilton because everybody has their favorite tune that they like to sing to. And I was, I, I had this like idea like that led to another idea. Like I wanted to do my own. You know, I sing from time to time on a show, bad voice or not. Sometimes I got to let my, I got, you know, I've, I got to sing it out. I've had a rough week. I need to Danny? Just let my vocals go. Danny sing? Never. I've never heard you sing ever. Right, exactly, right? So I was thinking of doing like a full like chess bullet brawls ham for ham where I do like the whole album, okay? Um, 
And uh, that's what I was thinking, because I thought it would be fun to do some chess Hamilton, some some Chamilton. That's what I was going to call it, some Chamilton. You should um, do that. I think it'd be great. Anyway, because... I don't know where I was going with that. Let's let's bring this thing back to reality. What what's next on your eyes, on your mind to talk about? Well, let me tell you how this uh, this Bally's room. I will say I was in the same conference last year, and. Uh, and this year and Bally's has updated a few of the normal rooms. I'm in a normal room, Danny, not a suite, but on the 25th floor. Okay. So that's a perk. Uh, okay. I will, I will say you of the, uh, of the, of the fountain across the Bellagio, no, Bellagio they, across the street. They made me look the other way. So, oh my gosh, they are, I mean, Micro, you need to check in with Microsoft. Are you sure they're not mad at you? It's I highly, mean, <laughs> it's possible. It's possible. I will say though, um, well, you know that the suite has been updated because Hville and I we we joke around. You know the that hot dog pillow. It's like a yeah. it's a pillow that's in the shit. It's like a hot dog. It's like a sausage pillow. Yeah, I put it between my legs when I sleep with it. Well, you have do you I have one at pillow. your house? No, I hate that pillow. What do you no, do with when that? I'm pillow? at these hotels and they've got no, but they've got that long. They got that, you're talking about the long circular pillow that they have at these hotels it, yeah, from from right? the 1980s, like, 1970s. Yes. Yeah, you walk in, it, it looks like a throw pillow. It's at the end of the regular stack of pillows. Yes. I love that thing. What? I put that thing between my legs. What? I work. I work around it. Who are you? <laughs> who who no, am I, I talking I to? I enjoy sleeping with a pillow between my legs because I have heavy knees. And when you got these CrossFit thighs, okay, like I do, I got big CrossFit thighs from squatting. You know, you you know they get heavy when you sleep. I need a pillow to cushion the blow so my bone on bone action is softer. Did you just slap your hams? <laughs> I slapped my butt for you on camera. <laughs> Hey, you're lucky I put a shirt on for this show, okay? Because here's what I here's what I'm doing before this show goes live. I hosted my pro chess league this morning with Alexandra Botez, and I I don't mean it to sound like provocative in any way, but as soon as she's off the camera, like I usually rip my shirt off because I live in this tiny little cubicle, totally soundproof, awesome with the green screen. I've got the whole little thing, but it's hot in her. It oh yeah, is Nelly up in this? It's hot in her, okay? And I and I you know. I sweat when I when I work hard and commentate hard, and I'm in pretty good shape, so I sweat even easier. I get I I rip my shirt off and turn on the fan that I keep right below my standing desk, and it blows up into my nethers, my nether region. So why did I have to put a shirt on for you? Because I can't clip my lavalier mic to my nipple. <laughs> the show just got wild, but it is true, dude. This is I literally have considered how could I put the lavalier mic in front of my face. And not have to put my shirt back on. But it's really actually not possible unless I'm just going to hold the lavalier mic. So so I put my CollarChess.com shirt back on for you, buddy. All right? I do so appreciate that. I'm sorry. What were you talking about? <laughs> I, I derailed I this podcast long. I, see, I would have figured that that you would have gotten some nice, you know, uh, microphone, you know, thingy. It's like on a contraption. It like, comes down from from the sky, and you're like, I'm going to pull this down right now. And then I just figure you wore no shirt, no pants, just just like just out there, just free spirit Danny. all the time, right? All yeah, dude, time. I'm 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 rocking. Sometimes I have to remember to put a shirt on before I leave my little awesome soundproof thing here because there's a secretary in this shared office space and i've opened the door to walk out and like get a get a cup of joe and been like shirtless and like had to go back in the office really quickly so anyway where were we going with this beautiful part of the program you had something else you were talking about at bally's go ahead well let me tell you about the coffee situation at bally's okay 
Um, so what's interesting about Bally's is it's a very old hotel, but right out front they did this brand new kind of corridor where there's a bunch of stuff, and then this beautiful right. Starbucks. Let me tell you about the Starbucks. Let me tell. We've talked about the the Starbucks Reserve special machine before. It must have been episode one or two. Right. Uh, I have not legitimately had Starbucks, and I haven't traveled. This is my first travel outside of Seattle for non work. Uh, or for work, I should say. And I haven't had to drink Starbucks in about three or four months because of that. But I went, I've gone to Starbucks twice today and I've gotten the reserve both times, which has both been surprisingly not the worst thing I've ever drank in my life. Uh, but I've av- I've avoided all conference coffee, all conference coffee avoided. I said, I'm not going to do it. I don't want to put, the problem is even H H Diggity, she texted me today uh-huh. and she goes, uh, I'm I'm missing dearly Mott's Coffee Co. So that's what she calls it, Mott's Coffee right. Co. She wakes up to some Mott's Coffee every once morning. You, once you go Mott's, once you go Mott's Coffee that's black, you never go back. Can't go back. You can't do it because that she, she they have a coffee machine at work, but you know it's a push button, do whatever, and it's nicer beans. But she's oh, like, yeah, I don't yeah. I don't know if I can even do it. She's like, it hurts my stomach. She's like, I got to have the good good. Yep. So, uh, anyways, I mean, that's just, that's a, that's not even, I don't even know how I filled 30 seconds with what the coffee sitch, but I will say that it's, it reminds me why I like being at home. You know, I got to have a a good friend of ours, uh, Luke in town, L Diggs, and, uh, L L Dogs, L Dogs, and, uh, and I got to make coffee for people, and that was really delightful, actually. Because uh, I got to then share my craft of coffee with people and kind of see their taste, how they drink their coffee, how are they drinking, you know what I mean? And and it was really interesting. Right. And uh, Luke uh, actually helped me with something. This is a quite funny story. I picked up Luke from the airport in the smart car. Everyone knows I have a smart car. And uh, I said, Luke, we got to go down to Olympia, which is about an hour south of the airport. I said, I just need you to, I need to go pick up some stuff. And, you know, good old uh, L Diggs, he goes, yeah, yeah, it sounds great. Let's go. So we, we go down there. We go down to Olympia. And I'm like, oh, the place doesn't open till 1. We got a half an hour. Let's go get some coffee at Olympia Coffee Roasting. Phenomenal. And they had something really interesting. I'll just share a video with you. They had a pour-over machine that was fully automated. It had a little swivel arm. So all they did was they ground the coffee, put it in, and it just made the perfect – it, like, filled it to the brim exactly. It was amazing. And uh, we got some coffee, and then I said, "Hey, we got to go to this." How does it do that? Is that like one of those? It's like one of those soft drink things that like Five Guys or something. Like you like press a button and it magically knows the weight and size of the cup and just like fills up your your soda pop. It was is that. It was the I most. Mean, yeah, I think that's what it is. The most. What you're spe- describing to me sounds a little like witchcraft. So I'm gonna need it. I'm gonna need to see this thing. So think of Harry Potter and think of you know they have okay. a cauldron. And imagine the the cauldron stir, the big spoon is kind of swiveling around by itself. Or you got the visualization? Yep. Big cauldron. But think of that yeah. where the cold the cauldron is like a Hario like V60, right? So a little pour over. And then an arm, instead of going down and stirring, it kind of pops down from the top, um, kind of like a straw, and it just and it and it just it's it's at an angle and has a, and it swivels around in a circle and it it spouts water right into the coffee, 
and it it ha- does some magical sensor of filling it right up. So it'll 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 basically pump just a little bit of coffee and let it bloom, and then it must be time to say, oh, after thirty seconds, and fill up this much water, and it fills it right up to the brim, and then stops, and then it goes down, and it's just a little bit more, and then it goes ding. I don't know. And the person comes something over. Something feels unnatural about this. It and honestly, something, feels un- something doesn't feel right. I told Luke, I go, this doesn't feel correct. I feel as though the magic. <laughs> like I don't want this in right. my coffee shop. So anyway, so we got the coffees. Right. And get the coffees and I go, we got to go pick up coffee cups. I ordered Danny 108 coffee cups. Mugs. Like mugs or like styrofoam? Ceramic mugs. Why why would you do that? So, uh I don't know if you know, but our podcast is part of a podcast network so, called soundbite.fm. I don't know if you know know this at all. Oh, sure. I sure do. I sure uh-huh. do. So Soundbite. My favorite network is soundbite.fm. Uh, that's the website, www.soundbite, like B-I-T-E, not B-Y-T-E. We're not that, we're not, you know, B-I-T-E.fm. Yeah. Uh, and we have some logos and I want to get some swag. And I've been ordering stickers and pins and pens. And I wanted to do something fancy smancy for all of our podco- podcast um, uh, hosts and producers. What? You sly little dog! When were you going to tell me about this? Well, I was going to—it was going to show up. Adorable little kid. It was going to show up. It was going to show up at your doorstep. But 108 coffee cups with branding and logo on them—that's—it's really a lot. And I don't know if you know, but the smart cart is very small. Right. Mm. So you you got Luke putting a box on his lap at the end of the story, don't you? You want to Tarantino it for me? So. Tarantino, we did make it up the hill with uh, a lot of, of of them in there. But I will say this. Here's what happened is I pick up Luke. We go and we have his bag with everything in there. And we also have his suitcase. And we pull into Espresso Parts. That's the name of the place. Uh, wonderful. It's very heavy, nice ceramic mugs. We go in and I meet uh, the one lady, Erin, who's been helping me. And she's like, here's the boxes, these three ginormous boxes. And I go, ugh. She's like, I'm like, I hope they fit into my car. And she's like, oh, what do you have? Um, we have the smart car. And uh, she's like, what? And I go, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the entire company rushes outside to see the car. Like everybody out- outside <laughs> is like, what is happening? I love that. And then we're like, oh, let me, let's go and t- test it out. So I go to the back um, tr- trunk and I, and I grab it and I'm going to put down the, the hatchback and the back won't open. It like, it like the, the thing broke. Luke broke it. I'm going to blame Luke. I don't know if it was Luke. And and uh, but I it said, seems oh, like something he would do. It seems like him. He's like, like crafty. Luke would just do it straight up. Yeah, it's like psh, yeah. broken. So, but here's the thing: it's a convertible. So I just put down the top, baby, and <laughs> and I and I go, let's bring out the boxes. And we're playing Tetris in the smart car. Where we have the seats. You know when you have the, you we have the seats all the way forward. Like you went to IKEA and you don't have enough room, so you just put the seats all the way. You know, and we had to drive for two hours back home. And we Jenga this thing. We just, we just, yeah. you know, we just Tetris this thing in there, including a suitcase. We have to unpack one of the boxes because there's mini packs inside of it. He's got to hold his bag. He's got to do yeah. all this stuff. And the people, they're just wa- they're watching us. And we made it. We did it. And now I have 108 mugs in my like apartment. You have to, you're so tight. You have to ask them to shut the door for that you because is- your arms are so tight. You can't even shut your own door. You're like, okay, I'm going to get in. And then you're going to shut the door on me. It's what happens. You got to push really hard to make sure I'm in there good. <laughs> so they go, do you want to, do you want us to give you a push? 
<laughs> you know, like, do, do, do we need to rev this that up and so get a push? Funny. And uh, it was the most well. I warned you thing. about the smart card when you got it. I know. Remember that? You but did. then I then I felt like I was you know judging you and your very economical, totally environmentally friendly hipster lifestyle. So I recanted. But you know, smart cars are great until you have to do something smart. Like put stuff in it. Have Have I sent you a photo and, uh, of me in the smart car with the top? Yeah, down? you have. I know her name. I've seen I've seen her on Twitter. I'm gonna I'm gonna send you. What's a, her name again? She's a girl, right? Ty. She's a girl. Uh, she. Ty. Ty. Ty doesn't like a gen, gender non specific. Okay, she's gender neutral. I get yeah. it. I'm I'm thinking about putting in a gender neutral garage in my house, so then she'll be right at home. Uh, yeah, exactly. So perfect. Um, I just. I made up that joke right now. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna, uh, I'm uploading. I'll be here all week. I'm up to tip your waitress. Bum ching. I'm uploading a photo. It'll <laughs> upload eventually on this beautiful. There it is. You should get it. Did you get it? Did you get it? Did you get it? Beautiful part of the podcast. Did you get it? It's not here yet. Did you get it? It's uploading. It's. I don't. I see the last message I see from you was soundbite.fm. But uh, no, no, no. It's in your text messages. Well, it's in your text messages. Oh, it's in my texties. My texties for Rexies. Hold, hold a sec. Hold a chocolate moment. I sent it to 602. No. There it is. There you are in front of your little your little tie. Oh, my God. How did you get three boxes into that? You have to put this picture for the show. That is that is seriously bananas that that even happened. And it and it, it actually adds to it made. I mean, because I'll be honest, I blacked out in the middle of your story like five minutes. in. <laughs> but um, but now the story is coming back and I'm super excited that you told it because th- this this adds to the visual you know, this makes the whole thing better. Yeah. So, so, so Tarantino it, and oh, yeah. and if you if you would, so <laughs> yeah. li- I hope- no, we should we should tell them we could add a clip and tell them everybody before you hear the next part of this podcast, click on the show notes and see Mott standing in front of his adorable car. Exactly. You know, do that. Uh, wow. There you have it. Well, I don't have it. I don't have a, a car story like that, but I can say that you mentioned the IKEA gambit, as I like to call oh, it. Yeah. The IKEA gambit. It's not just when you show up with a car, knowing darn well your wife is going to want to get more things than you can fit into that car. Always. And I and we have an Explorer because we have four kids, Ford Explorer. It's seat seven. Okay, like it's not not a little car. I love our Ford Explorer, but you know when we're getting when we're getting some things and and she wants to get the really long piece of shelving or whatever. I mean, I have driven with a piece of shelving jammed through the middle console all the way up into like where it's banging into my un- the underneath of my arm even if it's on the steering wheel like not even like I accidentally like forget it's there and bump my funny bone on it like like I'm driving with it in my face um you know diagonally across the car I'm telling Hazel make sure you don't move cuz you're in the car seat I don't want you to get decapitated this kind of stuff right I've uh I've been there I've been in the IKEA gambit and um, I've come out alive many, many a time, many a moon. Can I, many a moon has passed since my last IKEA game. Can I ask you a question about IKEA? I would love to hear your question about IKEA. So when you go to IKEA, do you bring the kids? And if you bring the kids, how does this unfold? Right. So that first of all, you have just opened up a delicious can of worms. <laughs> so most of the time it's severely frowned upon to bring your kids to IKEA. We 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 like to go on a couple well I personally like to go on a no IKEA adventure. That like when I'm given that choice in the adventure book, I choose no IKEA. That's a good move. You know, I also am trying to get up there and find that path where they tell you like the quickest route through the maze to get to whatever it is you actually came for because I believe IKEA 
is somehow, like if you ever read the Percy Jackson books, Ikea is the doorway to hell. <laughs> I just don't know which door it is. But there is certainly a path that leads there. And so I usually try to get as quickly as possible there. Because, again, like my wife and I have this argument all the time where she's like, and my wife is not... Like, she's honestly, like, so low maintenance is ridiculous at times. But she goes there. Our idea was, like, to get the bunk bed or something for Christmas, but she wants to check on other things where I'm, like, I don't go shopping and then see what jumps at me. I go to a store with a very specific purpose and get in and out as quickly as possible. And Ikea purposely sets things up where that is not possible. We all know yeah, that. Yeah, if, you go, into, if so you go into an Ikea. The few times you have to bring the kids. If you like, So, so I'm just going to reemphasize this for everyone. If you go into Ikea... And you want a specific item, you have you have gone in, in completely wrong. That is the worst idea ever. And every yep. and you are yep. sure to have that a you- terrible time. <laughs> I agree with you. And I that you know what you're what you're describing is the lesson. I'm glad you've learned it earlier than I actually you're older than me. I don't know. Well, we learned it the same, but I it took me several IKEA trips to get that piece of wisdom that you have right there. You have to just surrender. Right. You just have to submit to the process and go with it and just hope that there's like a frozen vanilla ice cream soft serve at the end of the trip, you know, um, or, or, or some sort of Swedish meatball. Um, but anyway, so if you bring the kids, the key is you just strap them down. You get a cart. You try to find a way if you that's toward the end, if you can, or you distract them. Uh, you can also, I've done Ikea with Hazel on one of those dealios that you put on your back. Oh, like, uh, what's the thing where you can. The uh, the ergo or something mm-hmm. the ergo. It's like your backpack and so I've done I've done IKEA yeah, that if they're way. having a great time. You're yeah. miserable. That's what it looks like. I do not recommend like ever bringing a an uncaged child to IKEA. Like they will get lost in the paths in that maze, and you have just added even more pain on your time. No, but uh, in all seriousness, it is funny when you're when you're trying to pack things into your car and, and it just doesn't work. But uh, I, I do have a... I wanted to share one coffee story because you shared your coffee story with HLO about how much she misses you and your coffee. I'm currently in the process, drum roll, you're going to be excited, of converting Shauna into a blue bottle coffee Whoa, lover. It's nice. happening. How'd it yeah. come about? You know Shauna, so... A lot of people don't know what a big deal that is, but you do because she, she, you know, first of all, she's very stubborn. She doesn't like to do anything that I come up with. But also, here's what happened. She wasn't feeling good for a couple days. And I was like, honey, like, have some coffee. You know, it might, you know, I don't want to go into details, but it might help your stomach kind of move on, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and, uh, and she was open to the idea. A couple of cups of Blue Bottle later where at first she's like, oh, do I need to put cream in it? I'm like, honey, oh, okay. First of all, that's your first problem. Why do you feel bloated after coffee? Because you're drinking the crappy stuff that needs cream to cut it, okay? Blue bottle, don't, it's like, it's like someone who puts ketchup on a bratwurst. Don't disrespect the brat, only mustard and sauerkraut, right? Don't disrespect the blue bottle with cream or sugar. You drink it straight or you don't drink it at all. Um, and then she starts smelling it and I could see her eyes secretly. And I was just staring at her and she looked at me like I was a total creeper. I was like, sorry, I'm just watching you in this whole process. And she was like, she was like, no, I don't mind when you look at me. I'll drink coffee all day. If you, if you look at me and I was like, well, that's adorable. Okay. That was really romantic. And, uh, she's like, I'll just drink coffee again. If we can just stare at each other and have a, a sweet moment in the morning without the kids. I'm like, honey, I would love to do that. I get up and have my coffee normally while you're just like, you know, burying yourself in blankets. I'm all about that coffee time. Um, 
So it's happening. I, I don't know if I can really convert her yet. She's never been a big coffee gal. Again, she wants the coffee that she can put chai and cream and sweetener in. Before you know it, you've got, you know, some sort of confused, you know, Vietnamese drink or something, right? Like when you go to a pho restaurant, like you don't even know what you're getting. Um, it's a, anyway. it's a, it's a, so cor- that's what's it's going a cornucopia on. of, of sugars and milks and, and who knows. <laughs> right. I love a cornucopia. Yeah. I, I was I was at the Starbucks. Uh, not that there's anything wrong with that. No, that's I, fine. We, we love pho in my family in my in my house. And if you get one of those sweet Vietnamese caffeine beverages, they are good, but it's it's not don't tell yourself that you're a coffee lover if you drink one of those things. You're a sugar lover. Yeah. I don't want to wake up to that. You know what I mean? I want to wake up to here it is. And this after this morning I went to go get the coffee and I was leaving and there was a gentleman who had this like pink it was like a pink Vietnamese Starbucks drink. I swear to you not. I was maybe as a strawberry. I was like, what is what is this person doing in life? What is happening? Sorry to any listeners that that's what you, maybe you indulged on this morning or maybe you're this gentleman. I don't know. But I'm like, what are you doing? At- <laughs> There's somebody listening who's like, that was me. It was 7 a.m. He saw me. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> drink normal coffee. Stop it. Slap. Sorry. Oh, it's upsetting almost. It's, yep. it's sad. It's sad and upsetting all at the same time. It is. Oh, Danny, what are we doing? Yeah, we'll be, what are we doing? I don't know, man. I've had fun on this podcast so far. I don't even know how we got here. I mean, but I feel like we've really shared openly and, you know, um, I, you know, I miss you guys already. So when are we doing our next uh, road trippy get together town population us? Um, Hmm. Where do you want to go? Um, Where, what would your be your ideal? I don't know. You t- we you had talked about this a year ago, uh, maybe even on the you podcast. But we we talked about coming up. I want to bring the boys up for a Seattle Shockers game, a, a Sounders game, <laughs> the Sounders game. Whatever. Yeah, I don't even know the name of their team. I know that I'm at the event with you. I know I just sounded like that girlfriend who purposely said, "Are they going to shoot a touchdown?" You know. Or are they gonna? Are they gonna? Are they gonna dunk a, a, a triple? I know what I just sounded like, but I don't know what your Seattle Shocker Madocker's name is. It's the sound Sounders. Sounders. We live on the sound, and they're the Sounders. Like what? What sound are they listening to? The ocean. The, like, the sound. The sound. Not the ocean. The sound. The Puget uh, Sound. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, I want to bring the boys up for a Sounders game. I think that'd be the that'd piece. be fun. Yeah, I have season tickets. I can just go get more. I think that'd be. I think all of our listeners they should let us know what what we should do if we have. Our friends together. What's the ideal scenario? Because it'd probably be interesting. Like, do we just play chess? Do we go to iFly? Do we go to Whirly Ball? Do we go to Sounders? Do we uh, get a cabin in the woods and just, you know, cut, chop chop right. wood? And hope that Shia LaBeouf doesn't show up. What a great could... day if he did. No? What a great day if he did. <laughs> Shia LaBeouf. Um I, I somehow randomly on the web ran into the Shia LaBeouf actual cannibal video again the other day. I mean, you know what I'm talking no. about, right? What? I don't what? know memes. You don't know this I video? No, no, I have no idea. Oh, I don't know. My God. First of all, everybody who's listening to this podcast, I I almost want to make you pause, but it's it's a four minute video, but it's it's one of the absolute funniest bananas things that exists on the internet. So do you want to pause the podcast and watch it or should we, maybe that should be for next week. We can have yeah. uh, a recapping of sh- actual cannibal shot. I don't have buff, enough, I don't but, have enough uh, juice on my Wi-Fi hotspot to, to get it probably. 
<laughs> yeah, okay. I'm going to I'm going to share the video. Everybody who's uh listening to this right now, you have the luxury of pausing or just go ahead and uh take a click on that link as soon as the podcast is over, but um you have to watch it start to finish to really appreciate just how out of this world funny it is. Um especially because of the cameo at the end of the uh of the video, but um you now I understand why you didn't get that joke and said, well, I hope Shia LaBeouf shows up. If you watch this video, you wouldn't be hoping that. Well, I, I mean, here's the thing <laughs> is I don't – I am so out of touch with everything in the world. Uh, Luke, Luke, I was creating, a, I was creating a, a list, a bullet list, not a bullet journal, but I was creating a list, a checkbox list on a piece of paper of the things I needed to do to get ready. And, and Luke goes, are you creating a bullet journal right now? And I was like, what, the, what, what is a bullet journal? And Do you know about a bullet journal? I don't know about this. What's a bullet hashtag journal? Bu- hashtag bullet journal. So what people are doing is, you know, a journal. You buy a journal has like a calendar in it. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure it's all over Instagram. Yeah. And just, just Google hashtag bullet journal. One word. Wait, wait, wait. Are we doing a real journal here? Like, like handwritten notes? Like you wake up and write down your dreams. It, it could be. So what pe- what people or... are doing is they're how I how it is is I think of it as a calendar journal where I'm taking notes or I'm doing whatever. But people are essentially taking those scientific journals and then they're drawing out artwork inside of the journal to be like the calendar and all this stuff. So instead of doodling inside of their journal, they're creating like interactive bullet. It's so confusing. I'm so banana hammock. I'm confused right now. So I'm Googling bullet journal. Hashtag Hashtag bullet bullet journal. journal. That's part of my assignment. Did you do it? Hashtag bullet. I, what you want me to do right now? I mean, I never know what how. I mean, you're wait bullet journal. journal. I'm doing. I'm, okay, yeah, I'm it was doing an it with you. Okay, here we go. Shop Images for a wait. You were jotting. Oh yeah, yeah. This is like Indiana Jones kind of stuff. Yeah, you, you went to images. Like you do a you do a to do a TDL and then you draw an ancient hieroglyphic that yep, goes with exactly. it. Exactly. It's bananas. Like, and these are really good. It's like really impressive. And uh, mine yeah, but looked this, terrible. These people got way too much time on their hands. I mean, look at that. There are 1.7 million posts on Instagram with this hashtag. 1.7 million. Yeah, this sounds like the kind of thing my wife would be into. The ever, I like the Evernote yeah. one. I love the Evernote elephant. I used Evernote for a while as far as like a real journal goes. Then I've been using... I have tried so many times. This is a whole nother topic, but I would love to hear feedback and advice from people who don't just recommend a tool for us or for me. I'll just make it personal. Like I use Evernote or I use OneNote, Microsoft, or I use the Google Drive. What's the Google secret thing you got to get invited to? The Google to-do list? What? Google Keep. Keep. I use Google Keep or I use, or a lot of people just use, you know, the the iOS Notes app, right? Because it's super simple. Like, the, the problem I have is this. In the end, unless I'm jotting down an idea that I don't want to forget, everything just ends up being more work for me to maintain a to-do list. And I realize my to-do list is my email inbox. Like the way my brain operates is if it's in my inbox, it is something that I have yet to complete or need to complete. If it's not in my email inbox, it doesn't exist on my to-do list. I also have learned that I act, I, I do like writing physical yeah. things. Like I'm gonna, you can hear the shuffling on my. I got, I have a physical to do list here, and I could, I could read some of it. You know, PCL finals, preparing an outline for 
uh, you know, this engine, like I got, I like the physical writing as well. So, so that's what I do. But basically, I operate in an inbox-only world, and then if I have the time, I will write a handwritten to-do list because I just enjoy the, you know, I, I enjoy the the serotonin, right? The hit of dopamine I get when I cross off something mm-hmm. physically off of my to-do list. I'm the same way. Like when I was getting ready for this trip, I, okay. I, I go, I could do one of those things. I could do this. I just grabbed a piece of paper and boom, boom, a bullet journal. I didn't draw anything. It was literally just checkboxes, but I love checking things. And I was on, I was making uh, H-Diggity uh, a, 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 her dinner, not her dinner, but her birthday dinner the other day. And I took the recipe and I put little checkboxes next to every item that I needed to get. And then in the grocery store. You are a bullet journaler. You That is adorable. Yeah. I don't do that. I just write it and then cross a really aggressively like rage filled. <laughs> I should probably talk about this with my therapist sort of cross. No, I do. I like, li- I like, you know, like little I don't check do, boxes. I like the little, I go cha-ching and a little check box just, you know, yeah. right there. I'm doing it right now on this. I, I'm in, this is the Bally's Discover Your Surroundings. Record podcast with Danny. Cross it, cross no, check it box, out, right? Check it out. I mean, check, boom, did it. Crushed it. Wow. These, some of these bullet journals are adorbs, yeah. by the way. I'm, I'm scrolling. This is out it's of been, I had no idea. Holy shenanigans. And then you Luke kidding. looked at me. He's like, you, yeah. you don't know what a bullet journal is? Are you? Are you? I was like, I don't know anything. I'm, I don't <laughs> go on the internet. How, how did we get... How did we start this podcast from Champions Tournament blundering out of the gates by James Montemagno to talking about bullet journals where I'm reviewing a Disney bullet journal? Can I hire this person to just work for my company who made this Do bullet it. journal? This is Do adorbs. It. Chest bullet journals. This, I mean, it's a billion dollar idea. Chest, bu- <gasps> chest bullet journals, billion dollar idea. <laughs> anyway, well, this is this is I don't I don't want to go out on a limb or say anything that will later cause me to have to take my foot out of my mouth. Who am I kidding? That's that's what I do. But this could be this could be our most productive podcast I think so. of all time. I think so. Maybe the most productive podcast in the universe of anybody's podcast ever. I don't. I I uh, yes yes. Yeah yeah. All right. Is that it? You good? <laughs> we're good here. We're good. I think we're good here. We're good here. We're good here. All right. I think we're good. Um, we're good here. I uh, I'm real. I'm looking right now at this to do list that I pulled out of my my this month's issue of Chess Life. There's some things on here I get to cross off right now. I'm gonna so I'm gonna end the podcast and go hit myself up with some some serotonin, dopamine, and kind of cross this out and get that happy happy feeling. So um, I'm gonna let you get back to whatever you're gonna do in the Bally's uh, hotel room tonight, and uh, and and wish you. All right, buddy. Kisses. I'll talk to you next week. Love you. Thank you.